everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. He is the brother of one of radio's most iconic voices today. Two brothers, two different fields of influence, one goal, the spreading of truth without compromise, facts without fiction, and lives of dedication without apology for the sake of God, country, their fellow man and woman, and their families. The brother you will hear from today is the author of eight national bestsellers including Crimes Against Humanity, The True Jesus, and Jesus on Trial, his own life story, to name a few. He is a nationally syndicated columnist, highly acclaimed lawyer, political commentator, and yes, you guessed it, the brother of nationally syndicated and award-winning radio host Rush Limbaugh whose endorsement of his brother and his latest great read might be the only one he needs to quote make the case and I quote in part my brother has done it again he has taught me more about Christianity than I thought I could learn and this book will do the same for you Jesus is risen is an exciting and understandable analysis you will savor and appreciate don't doubt me end quote indeed ladies and gentlemen would you welcome to testimony a high honor indeed author of his latest just released Jesus is risen Paul and the early church please welcome David Limbaugh David welcome to testimony thank you so much I didn't hear any applause <laughs> you'll hear it when you listen <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, great to have you. David, before we get into your wonderful read, Jesus is Risen, would you just share with our audience in brief how you came to faith in Jesus Christ and the argument as a lawyer you could not refute? David Limbo, please tell us that story. Well, I, I always believed in God, but I didn't necessarily embrace the God of the Bible. And the reason I didn't, though, is because I never really gave it a chance. I tried to develop my own idea of what God would be like, and uh, it was really kind of foolish in retrospect. When God has revealed himself to us, we don't need to try to reinvent the wheel. We'll never reinvent it perfectly uh, or even come close. And so when I started studying the Bible and apologetics, I realized that the doubts that I had uh, could not withstand scrutiny. And I was particularly moved by the Old Testament messianic prophecies. Uh, the, the predictions about Jesus Christ made sometimes hundreds of years uh, before his birth that were fulfilled in intimate, accurate detail. And they kind of blew me away, and I, I realized at that point there was no, no uh, legitimate, rational basis upon which I could any longer deny the Bible was true and Jesus is the Son of God. So I placed my trust in him, and it's, it's history from there. But, I mean, it's a lot longer than that. People... Uh, planted seeds in my path along the way, hundreds of seeds that I didn't recognize until I had the benefit of hindsight after I'd become a believer. And I, I chronicle that in one of my earlier books, but it's still a fascinating thing. And the message is that if you just give 
the Bible a chance. If you just turn to Christ, if you seek, you shall find him. If you knock on the door, he'll answer. Uh, and so don't think it's ever too late. I mean, you hear these statistics that once you get to a certain age, you'll never become a believer. Well, that's not, that's not true. There's no artificial uh, limitation. If you're willing to turn your heart and mind toward Jesus Christ, he will open up to you. He wants us all to be believers. He doesn't want there to be any lost sheep. Amen and amen. Now, David, this is your fourth in a series of faith-based books that expound on the importance of reading both the Old and the New Testaments. In your latest, Jesus is Risen, Paul and the Early Church, why was it important for you to write this particular book? Because I am trying to cover the entire New Testament, going from every verse in the New Testament in, the, in the, my last book, I covered the, the Gospels in chronological form. In, in, I, I consolidated all four Gospels in one chronological narrative and then interlaced a commentary throughout, trying to explain to unfamiliar readers or readers who have just begun what everything means with the ultimate goal of encouraging them to, to read the Bible for themselves. And after I finished the Gospels, I wanted to continue with the New Testament. So that's what this book is, uh, the book of Acts and six of Paul's 13 epistles. So I start with the history of the early church as told in Acts, and I cover uh, literally every verse, almost every verse, in the book of Acts and in six of Paul's epistles that he wrote first, that he's believed to have written first. So not the canonical order, not the order they appear in the Bible, but in the order in which he probably wrote them, because I want to give readers a sense of the history and how Christianity developed from the ground up, and the trials and tribulations and adversities that Paul and Peter and the other apostles faced as they planted churches and spread the gospel throughout the Roman Empire. And that's what this story tells. The books that, the, the letters that Paul wrote to these churches are moving and touching and heartfelt, uh, and show that Paul cared about these churches like he would if they were his own children, his own offspring, and he would correct them and he would tell them to come back to the true gospel when they were falling off the path, and he would tell them not to succumb to the secular pagan influences of cities like Corinth, which is a hotbed of sexual immorality and idolatry. And also in these in these letters, he would expound on Christian doctrine, and that's where we get so much of our theology from. So I just find that, that these books are fascinating, and the answer why I focus on these books is because they are next in the order the chronological order that I wanted to cover, giving readers into the history of Christianity as it unfolded. I want to make this one other point. Christianity is not a religion that's grounded in some abstract theory that philosophers devised and concocted so they could empower themselves uh, with a new world religion. It is grounded in the history of Jesus Christ's bodily resurrection. If the resurrection had not occurred, there would be no Christianity. They were all doubters. And even after he died, they didn't fully believe. It wasn't until they saw him in the flesh, ate and drank with him, touched him, that they became believers and fiercely spread the word and quit denying that he was the Son of God. And so I want people to have that sense of history and then get it again when we go into the book of Acts, which is, again, the history of the early church, and be on the ground with Paul and the other apostles and witness what they experience as they go through all these trials and adversities and shipwrecks and imprisonments and beatings. You get a sense of the history, and that gives you, that makes the whole experience more real, I think. The Bible should be real to us, 
it, it was written about the New Testament 2,000 years ago, but the people described are the same kind of people we are. Human nature hasn't changed in all that time. Our technology and our science have advanced, but human nature has not. We are the same people and the same kinds of struggles, and we can relate to those people. That's why the letters Paul wrote to the individual churches are universally applicable, and they apply to us today and the churches today. So when somebody says, what would Paul do? What message would he have to a church today? I said, the message he wrote to those churches is the message today. They are Holy Scripture. They're available to all of us, and that's glorious. Beautifully said. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to author David Limbaugh, his latest must-read, Jesus is Risen. David, next question. If there is one book of the Bible you regard above all others in its impact to save, heal, deliver, and set free a one to Christ Jesus, what one book would that be and why? Boy, 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 that's tough because they're all inspired inerrant words of God. I would say if it, if it were the Gospels, it would be John, because it's the most theological. The rest of the Bible, it would be Romans, because it is the most articulate, eloquent, thorough exposition of the Gospel, and the questions that, that any Christian would have about the Gospel, and the interrelationship between the Old and New Testament. In, in, in John, you encounter the true God of the universe in Jesus Christ, and you see what Paul talking about the living Son of God, the second person of the Holy Trinity, and it blows my mind, and I was advised by mentors when I first became a believer to focus on that book, to really gobble it up, which I did. Uh, and the, the book of Romans may be more advanced as you get more advanced, but I, I'm telling you, uh, they are both so great. I, I don't know. Now I'm going to have to think about this. Maybe where's a, where's a coin I can... but. I would probably say, no, I'm not even going to say. I can't do it. I can't artificially say. That would be dishonest. Well, that is a, a wonderful answer and a great answer. And I don't know that anyone could pick just one book of the Bible because your book, from what I've read, emphasizes the importance of reading both the Old and the New Testament, and you beautifully explain that. Last question in our remaining moments here today. If you had just one argument to make for the case of Christ, what would that be and why? I would summarize what Paul's argument in Romans. We are all fallen human beings. We cannot save ourselves. The law was a perfect law that God gave, but the law was never intended to save. He gave the Abrahamic covenant to Jews, promising that through them would come a Messiah and all people would be blessed. All nations would be blessed through them. Paul identified that blessing, that promise, as the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, while we're all fallen, powerless to save ourselves, the God of grace has offered the free gift of salvation for all who will believe in Jesus Christ and put their trust and faith in him for the remissions of their sin and for eternal life. It is open to everyone. Knock, and he will answer. Seek, and you will find. It's not close to anybody. The gospel doesn't discriminate. There's no Jew, no Gentile, no male, no female, no black, no white, no slave, no free. It's all open. God is ultimately fair and equitable, but he is a God of justice, and he's going to impose justice on us if we don't accept it, because we all are deserving of justice in that sense, and we're all deserving of punishment. But the good news is the gospel. By definition, it's available to all. Put your trust and faith in Jesus Christ. 
and all of that is wiped out, and you have remission of your sins and eternal life with Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to nationally syndicated columnist and New York Times best-selling author, renowned lawyer, political commentator, and Christian apologist David Limbaugh, whose latest, Jesus is Risen, Paul and the Early Church is a must-read, and whose brother, nationally syndicated radio host Rush Limbaugh, is the first to agree. You can learn more about Mr. Limbaugh's work, ministry, and mission by visiting davidlimbaugh.com and follow him on Twitter at David Limbaugh and get his book, Jesus is Risen. You will be blessed and inspired that you did. David, it has been an absolute honor bringing your voice to testimony where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given, and where we truly do overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, Revelation 12:11. Your latest great read, Jesus is Risen, gives us all hope that no matter the, quote, shipwreck of one's own life, as chronicled in the life of the Apostle Paul and the early church, our victory is sure when anchored in God, His word, His will, His way, Jesus is Risen, a beautifully written and brilliant case for achieving just that. We thank you, and God bless you. You too. Thank you so much. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensenebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensen Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.